is the city that started it all. It's a beautiful day. He's going to unleash one. Oh! Sheffield Wednesday celebrate. Billy Sharp, you do not leave that man unmarked in the box. Sheffield United have the lead. the latest football news from Sheffield and beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum. A very good afternoon to you. Welcome along to another edition of Football Forum here on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts and all that jazz. Uh, it is Thursday the 15th of April. Thanks for joining us. I'm Joseph Hadfield and I'm here to guide you through the latest action. Connor Thorpe is our Sheffield Wednesday expert as always and he provides the expertise. Afternoon mate. Good afternoon. So this is one of your Sheffield Wednesday reviews as over the next half an hour, we're going to have a look back at uh, Wednesday's games from the weekend and midweek uh, and preview their game this weekend against Bristol City. Plenty to come on this Sheffield Wednesday review. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and on your smart speaker. Alexa, play Shoe Football Forum. We are still Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Football Forum. And it's live. So thank you for your company. Uh, the first of our reviews focusing on United and Wednesday for a few weeks. Uh, things will change uh, come the end or towards the end of the season, shall we say. Uh, so it's on to the action. I'll look back at, uh, at the weekend and midweek and obviously Wednesday with two games uh, to review. The first of which being their trip down to Loftus Road to face QPR. And then they were back at Hillsborough to face the other team from South Wales. They'd, uh, they'd put path, uh, five past Cardiff on Easter Monday at, uh, in S6. Could they do the same against the Swansea City side that were uh, aiming to prevent Norwich from reaching the Premier League that night? Let's find out how they got on. Commentary comes from Mike McCarthy and Andy Giddens. All in low towards Willock and he sealed it. Thomas with the ball from the left. Willock onside, central position. Slots it under Wildsmith. Queen's Park Rangers four. Sheffield Wednesday one. It's Roberts immediately on the field and on the attack. In goes the cross and a header leads to Swansea City's second goal. And you have to feel that is that for Sheffield Wednesday. It's Fulton who has scored. He takes the plaudits from his teammates. A bullet header from close range set up beautifully by the cross of Connor Roberts. And Sheffield Wednesday deep in a mire deep in the hole and heading towards another very disappointing defeat. It's Sheffield Wednesday nil, Swansea 2. So Sheffield Wednesday in action there against QPR and Cardiff. And uh, well, QPR was uh, a little bit of a disaster, shall we say, um, because a few errors and uh, shooting themselves in the foot, shall we say. And uh, Sheffield Wednesday slumping to a 4-1 defeat at the hands of QPR. It was Lyndon Dykes to open the scoring in the 27th minute. Uh, Josh Windass uh, made it 1-1 straight after in the 30th minute. Lovely bit of play from Callum Patterson to uh, to put the striker in. And then it all went from uh, from good to, to bad, shall we say, for, uh, for the Owls. Uh, a second half of an absolute disaster. Johansson making it 2-1 in the 50th minute. Dykes getting his second on the hour mark. And uh, Willock 
settling the three points in added time in the 92nd minute. 4-1, it finished to the team from West London. And then to Tuesday night, or to, to uh, yes, to Tuesday night. And, uh, well, it, it wasn't much better, was it? Uh, because Sheffield Wednesday started well and uh, looked to be getting a foothold in the game. And uh, Jamal Lowe scoring the goal just after the half-hour mark in the 31st minute. Uh, Jay Fulton making it 2-0 to the Swans uh, midway through the second half in the 74th minute. That's how it stayed. So 2-0 victory for Swansea. The Owls in real, real trouble. And uh, the the hope of, of survival looks pretty much dead. Let's get the thoughts of Darren Moore after that 2-0 defeat hosting the Swans. Yeah, it was um it was um it was a game really um of real small margins really in terms of it in terms of that we had a great chance to, um probably to get our nose in front and um and Woodman pulls off a great save by um Showy. And then uh, second, they went up the second. Um, they went up minutes later, and then got the goal. And once they got the goal, they seemed to then get a foothold of the game and started to dominate possession of the ball. And it was always going to be a tough, um, a tough task. Then um, I thought we huffed and puffed. We tried um, numerous um, things, but uh, we got into threatening positions, but just couldn't get the final final uh, contact on it. So. Um, Knowing the game's gone away from second half, they get the second goal, and then it's a bit of a more of a mountain to climb, really. But um, the players kept going all the way to the end, and um, it's a game that we'll look back on and think that there was small margins in it, but the small margins are the are the most telling ones. Darren Moore there after Sheffield Wednesday's two 0 defeat against Swansea City. Connor, obviously over the two games, 180 minutes of football. And uh, it's no points for you. Uh, what were your thoughts on the games? I think we said after the Cardiff game, didn't we, that we'd, we'd certainly need to pick something up from these two games. I think you'd have probably said four points minimum uh, to keep yourselves in with a decent chance of staying up. But obviously, you know, to get nothing from both of them is a complete disaster in terms of our league position now. There's absolutely no way back. That is that Swansea game really was the final nail in the coffin. You know, there's no way back now for Wednesday, unfortunately. Um, it is going to be life in League One next season. There's just absolutely no way that we're going to be able to come back from from these couple of results. And we said that the Cardiff game needed to inspire some sort of miraculous run. And that's the time that you need to, to try and strike after a 5-0 win when you think theoretically confidence is going to be a lot higher. Um but the QPR game was was a disaster from a defensive point of view. We were well in that game in the first half and I thought we were the better team in the first half. We looked like, you know, there wasn't much in it, but I think we created the better chances and just stupid errors that have let us down, individual moments in games. Um, you know, the first goal from our point of view is disappointing to allow the centre-half that much time to cross it in. Um, Lyndon Dykes gets in with a good header to be fair to him but it's a, it's an avoidable goal from our point of view and the second one is obviously a very bad individual error from Joe Wildsmith and it completely turns the game around then you're looking at a team that is still yet to pick up a point from a losing position um, you, I know we got back it got an equaliser but you know when that happens we've, we've tended to crumble again it's happened a couple of times this season when we've got an equaliser in a game and we've, uh, we've gone on to concede again and it means that we're still without a point after going behind which is 
it's, it's disastrous, really. It's not good enough. I think it points to quite a few things. Lack of attacking quality, you can probably say lack of character as well. And um, it's it's been a disaster because we're not great at holding on to leads anyway. So it's a case of if you concede the first goal, you've just got no chance of getting anything from the game. And yeah, that, that wasn't good enough. And, and we're just letting ourselves down in individual moments. The, the football under Darren Moore has improved quite a lot. The overall performances from box to box, the way we move the ball, the way we uh, get it under pressure, the way we pass it forward has, in, has improved and the way we keep hold of it has improved. The way we create chances has improved, although it's still not to a great standard. Um, but the thing that let us down against QPR was individual errors at bad times, conceding in bad moments in the game. 4-1 definitely flattered QPR, um, but we've only got ourselves to blame for that because we gave up those easy chances when, you know, in, in terms of box-to-box -box during the game, there wasn't really much in it. If you look at the amount of shots, the XG, all fairly even. Um, but it, it's, uh, it points to individual errors letting us down once again. And the same happened against Swansea, really, to an extent. It was nil-nil. That first half was not thrilling by any stretch of the imagination. I wasn't overly impressed by Swansea. Um, you know, they had quite a lot of possession at the back. They didn't really look like hurting us. We didn't really look like conceding. And then Tom Lees tries to turn back when the ball's coming, just misjudges it. You know, it's going, it's going too far away from him. He stretches. Are you outstrengths him and plays in Jamal Lowe to make it 1-0? And in an instant, you just know from a Wednesday point of view that that's game over because, like I've just pointed about, pointed on, we just can't get back into games when, we, when we're losing. It's... And when we do get back into those games, we tend to concede again. We've scored three equalising goals all season, which is nowhere near enough. But none of those equalising goals, we've managed to hold on to get anything from the game or get another goal to win it. So it's a recipe for disaster. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why we're in this mess that we are. And I've touched on it plenty of times. We don't need to go all into the, into the deep-rooted issues that we've got at Wednesday. But I think in the... You know, what's obvious now is that we are going to be going down um, and there's absolutely no way that this situation is going to save itself. I think, you know, we I think we win every game now. I think we finish on 50 points. I think four wins out of five would get you to 47 points. And even that, usually, you know, it's 50-50 whether that keeps you up and I just don't see this team being able to do that. So um, that's it for me. I think, you know, I've been sort of, preparing myself for the inevitability of going down. We had a brief bit of hope, but within that, still expecting fully to go down. Um, and now I'm even more convinced than I was after that Huddersfield game that we'll be playing in League One next season. And, um, you know, it's very sad, but different things are to blame. If we're talking immediately about the squad, they certainly not helped themselves this season with how they've not managed to get back into games and conceded stupid goals which has changed the flow of the game you know the Swansea game they dominated the second half there's no doubt about that they just eased through that but if they didn't have that one goal advantage which we'd handed to them it could have been different so we're shooting ourselves in the foot conceding at bad moments and not getting back into games it is a, a sorry turn of affairs at Sheffield Wednesday at the moment and Connor as you do say if Wednesday managed to pick up five victories out of their last five games, they would finish on 50 points. Whether, well, I, I say whether Wednesday will be able to get 50 points and five wins. Uh, I, I, I don't, can't remember if they've, they've managed to stri strike um, 
put five wins together all season. So uh, well, no, we haven't. We've we've done it. I think we've had five home wins in a row, didn't we? Under Thompson, I can't. I, yeah, I think the last time we would have put five wins together might have been under Carlos in 2017. I could be wrong on that. It was that in, run to the end of the end of the season where we managed to put six wins in a row together. Unless Bruce managed to do that, but I don't think he would have done because there were quite a lot of draws under Bruce. So um, yeah, it's it, it's you, you are looking at promotion form to try and stay up, and it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So Sheffield Wednesday sitting twenty third in the division. We know by now, and even uh, with tonight's game between Rotherham United and Coventry City, if well, if if things do go Rotherham's way, it will be seven. It will still be seven to safety but it will be two teams that are on uh, that are seven away rather than just one. So, so. yeah, I, I think we, you know, if anyone's clinging on to any hopes, we do need a Rotherham win tonight, I think, or a draw, you know, a Coventry win would make the situation even worse because then you're having to get up to Derby who are on 43 points and, and Coventry would go above them. So <laughs> for once we actually want Rotherham to win tonight, I think. Indeed. I mean, I mean, to be fair, there is only one point ahead for each of the next four teams above. So there is the faintest glimmer of hope. But uh, I think you've said it yourself. The uh, the inevitable is going to be happening and Sheffield Wednesday are preparing uh, to be relegated to the third tier of English football um, for the first time, funny enough, since uh, you beat us uh, and beat Sheffield United to um League One prom- automatic promotion back in the in 2012. Um, so what needs to happen then for Sheffield? Obviously, we touch on this uh, more towards the end of the season when it is confirmed, but uh, there's no time better like the present. What does need to happen? Obviously, Darren Moore was only brought in by the looks of things for uh, by Chancery uh, to the end of the season. But I would assume from what I've been reading, it looks like a Darren Moore appointment and the sort of what he's been doing at the club since his arrival. I imagine that he's probably going to be here next season for when you are most likely going to be playing League One football. I certainly hope so. I don't think, you know, my thoughts on Chan Siri. I don't think he's stupid enough to pay Doncaster a compensation fee and then sack him because we've gone down, even though we were in a perilous position before he came in. You know, this relegation is not down to Darren Moore. And, you know, results since he's come in haven't really picked up as much as we'd like and I'm sure as much as he'd like, but performances have and that is something to hold on to. Um, the style of football is better. Um, I said when he was appointed that if we, if the worst was to happen, then I'd have faith that he'd be able to take us back up and that still stands. Um, there have been some games of, of real promise, like the Cardiff game, for example, and the Barnsley game. Um you know, even some of the defeats, the Watford game, for example, we were well in that game for most of it. So there are signs of promise uh, for next season. And there needs to be a massive clear out and make no bones about that. I think we said that last year and we managed to get rid of some of the dead wood. Shame we replaced them with even worse uh, players off the scrap heap who are just absolutely useless. Um, and, you know, that's going to have to happen again. I think not many of the players under contract are going to be kept on and I think that's for the best. I think some of them have probably got a bit stale in their careers, been here for too long, just declined as footballers and, and the squad's declined as well. Um, so it, it probably needs younger, fresher blood in there. We said this last season again. We said young and hungry, that was the buzzword and then we got up to 12 points and that went out of the window. So 
next season, you're not going to be starting at minus 12 points. We've got to have sort of a long-term plan. And I'm sure that young young loan players, if you look at Darren Moore's transfer record over his career, that's the type of player that you bring in. And who knows what the finances are going to be like because we've just seen how unpredictable it is at the minute with Wednesday. But you'd like to think that the finances will be there to build a squad that is capable of challenging for promotion back to the championship at the first attempt. And it's not easy to do it, but we certainly want to be pushing in that direction. And I think that the, one of the, the rare beacons of positivity that you've, that you've got about Wednesday's current situation is that we do have a manager that I think most fans have got a lot of faith in. And that's not always the case when you get relegated, you know. You'll often change a manager or you'll appoint someone or someone will have come in that you you don't have faith in. I think whatever happens between now and the end of the season, Darren Moore returns the faith of probably retains the faith of probably about at least 80% of Wednesday fans. And I don't see that changing. So that's the positive. There are some players in there that, you know, if if we manage to keep hold of them, people like Iorfa, Bannon. Even Rhodes, if he comes on, if because he's improved and, you know, could Jordan Rhodes going down into League One, scoring a hat full of goals, could be could that be the the, the kickstart his career needs again? Who knows? And, and I think that's probably a bit of wishful thinking because I think that someone in the Championship will take a punt on him. And if we are going to sign him, it needs to be on massively reduced terms as I'm under no illusions of that. So... It needs to clear out from a Deadwood perspective. These players aren't good enough. These players are stale. But also, there'll be players that we just won't be able to afford to keep on in League One. I think it's about seven or eight million you're losing TV revenue when you get relegated. There's not much revenue coming in through the door at the minute. Hopefully, that'll change at the start of next season with fans coming back. And we all pray to God that that's going to happen um, because no matter how bad we are, I've missed it. It's fair to say. But, um, you know, we... It's it's it could be a long road back, as you know yourself, being a United fan. Um, but we just at least we've got a manager in place who we all believe in, and uh, that squad's going to take some major major surgery over the preseason period. I'd say. Indeed, I mean, for Sheffield Wednesday fans, maybe the Sheffield United method. Uh, that took them from League One to the Premier League is one that maybe uh, the other side of the city need to look at uh, at replicating, perhaps. I mean, Chris Wilder is available. I'm not uh, putting anything into the mix, but I assume (laughs) Darren Moore will still be at S6 come the start of the new season. Uh, So Sheffield Wednesday with two defeats from two there. And uh, speaking of which, if Sheffield Wednesday, as we say, win all five games, they get to the magic 50 points. And funny enough, their next opponents are already at that stage on 50 points with five left to play. It is the return of Bristol City to Sheffield, and we'll preview that game in just a moment. Joseph, Josh and Connor, this is Football Forum, only on Shoe Radio. Thanks for joining us for this Sheffield Wednesday review as we look back at the latest action involving the blue half of the Steel City. So it's on to the previews and a look at uh, the weekend's action and uh, Bristol City are in town. It's been moved earlier because of Prince Philip's funeral. Uh, so a 12.30 kickoff for this one on Saturday afternoon. And uh, well, Connor, I suppose 
given the state of things where Sheffield Wednesday are, and we know what's probably going to be happening, is it a bit of a sort of, is it a bit of a, uh, there's nothing to lose, shall we say? Well, there is obviously everything to lose. Um, I'd say there's nothing to lose, really. It's not, you know, it's, um, we're in a position of just needing an absolute miracle to stay up. So I think from that point of view, there isn't really anything to lose. You know, you've got to go and win. You know, you're not that really close to the safety line. So in in a weird way, it is a bit of a free hit. Um, you know, Bristol City aren't in very good form at the minute. You know, that four games without a win. It's not gone well so far for Nigel Pearson there. Not that he's the main culprit of their bad form. You know, they've, they've had a really, dis- they've had a typical Bristol City season, I think, where they show a bit of promise at the start and then fade away. Um, you know, they're now in 14th position. They are the, as we said about QPR, they are the, the absolute definition of mid-table mediocrity at the minute. But at least QPR were on a good run of form and that good run coming the second half of the season with Bristol City, it's kind of the other way around. So they're on 50 points. They're 21 points off the playoffs. It is literally a dead rubber for them. And I'm not, too worried about the the challenge that they pose. I'm sure they'll be saying about the same about us. I'm under absolutely no illusions of that. But I am confident that we can get something here. Um, it probably won't matter in the long run because we've 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 still lived, left ourselves with a mountain to climb. But you know, I did say a couple of games ago that our running isn't too bad now. And you look at the play, the teams we've got to face, all of them. Aside from Derby, maybe we'll have nothing to play for. Um, now, obviously, it, that can go two ways. They can play with freedom, as QPR did, and, and come and beat you. Or they can lose that extra 5 or 10% intensity out of their game. And uh, it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. Wednesday aren't an intense side by any stretch of the imagination. We definitely don't play like we're fighting for our lives at times, but... Let's see if we can stand up and be counted and and try and, you know, you've got to go for it. That's what you've got to try and achieve. I'm sure Darren Moore will say that when, when it's, whilst it's still mathematically possible, you're going to fight for it. And I'm sure that's what every Wednesday fan expects from those players when we go out on the pitch. Um, So I'm going to go for a 2-1 win against Bristol City on Saturday. Um, But like I say, we won't, we won't get enough points to stay up, but that might be the, the one that we managed to win. So a 2-1 Wednesday victory for Connor. Uh, like you say, Bristol City have been in a little bit of trouble. And uh, from what I've been hearing, Nigel Pearson's uh, position at Bristol City might even be under threat because, as you may have seen in the news, Bristol City's CEO is stepping down at the end of the season. He's going to Ipswich Town. Um, and apparently he's uh, he's very good mates with Nigel Pearson. One of the reasons why Nigel Pearson did get the Bristol City job. So potentially um, he may be leaving at the end of the season. Uh, for me, I think I think this is going to be a one-one. I think even though Wednesday have looked okay in recent weeks in terms of the five-nil, it, it it really can go one of two ways. Either Wednesday are going to come out as you say, Connor, and uh, and really give it a good go, or they're sort of going to be a bit defenceless. I'm going to go in the middle and I'm going to go for a 1-1 this time. Now, Chappers has joined us uh, for the predictions. Um, yeah, strange one this again. Uh, Wednesday are, uh, well, we know what Wednesday's like at the minute. They're, they're really in 
quite odd form. They picked up a couple of decent results and then were, you know, caused their own issues against QPR. And obviously against Swansea as well. Some pretty poor defending against Swansea. Bristol City are are in a real dire run of form. They've lost three of the last five games, drawn two of them. Um, so I really don't know which way is this going to go. I can actually see Wednesday winning this. Um, in fact, I can see all three scenarios. But I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to say 1-1. And uh, don't worry that even though our reviews are the focus for the next couple of weeks, there's plenty more football for them on the horizon. That mountain that they need to climb is getting steeper every week. I honestly, I think we're in big trouble. It's rotten to the core, to be honest. It's not a good time to be a Sheffield United fan. 2-1 defeat away at the Figgin. Connor at Figgin. Figgin, Figgin. I don't know. Where's that come I'm from? Tight. The biggest guest. Oh, morning, mate. All right. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Joseph Hadfield. Oh, goodness me. So <laughs> Josh Chapman. Oh, wow. It was awful. Connor Thorpe. It was a, an absolutely massive win. Cardinal Reddiff. <laughs> already. I can't believe I've just said (laughs) We are still Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Football Forum. Thursdays from 5.15. Only on Shoe Radio. Yes, Football Forum back uh, next week uh, for another round of reviews. Right, on to another round of Unpredictable. And uh, for the next couple of weeks, as we've got these reviews, we're just going to focus on the teams around United and Wednesday. Uh, half will be on the Wednesday edition, half will be on the United. So you will have to listen to both uh, to find out all the predictions. Looking back at last week and uh, well, how did um, I do? You I do well came again. second, uh, eight it. points this week. Hey, I'll take it. Not bad. Connor only got four, which is uh, a worry for him. I am this week's winner with a massive 14 points, uh, two five-pointers, including uh, Man U with a 3-1 victory over Spurs and Swansea's 2-0 victory over Wednesday the other night, which means the scores on the doors after 32 rounds are as follows. Finally hit the 200, Chappers, 205 for yourself. Excellent. Lovely. Um, you are twenty. You are thirty-three points behind me on two, three, eight, and Connor is only seven in front now on two, four, five. As we go into round number thirty-three uh, for this weekend's games, so Wednesday's done. It's on to two of the games around Wednesday, and uh, even though they are playing tonight, as we're recording this in the get the 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 literal definition of a six-pointer against Coventry City. Uh, Rotherham United are taking on Birmingham City on Sunday. Uh, I will not be watching it as it's my birthday and I have other priorities. Um, But it is a 12 o'clock kickoff on Sky Sunday afternoon and uh, Rotherham's fourth game in the space of a week, which is uh, impressive to say the least. Rotherham in 22nd, although it could be 21st, uh, come this time tomorrow against Birmingham in 18th position. Connor? Yeah, I think the run of games that Rotherham have got is obviously pretty ridiculous and I think it might just work against them. Um, I'm going for a 1-0 to Birmingham. They've improved since Bowie took over. I know most of that's been at home, but I fancy them to to win this one against the Rotherham side who, I know they beat QPR, but before that they've been on it terrible run especially at home so um i fancy blues to nick this one one nil birmingham victory for connor chappers yeah it's a it's a real big opportunity for Rotherham. this um they desperately need those points um and i think i think they will turn birmingham over even though birmingham's form has improved 
recently they've, they've picked up a couple of decent results. Um, they've only lost one of the last five games. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Rotherham. Myself, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Rotherham victory. I can really see the Millers building on Tuesday night's performance. I mean, they they could even get a uh, a very good result tonight against Coventry. Um, and I'm going to say it's going to be 2-1 to the Millers on Sunday afternoon. And we'll finish up with Huddersfield Town, who are just below Birmingham in 19th position. Uh, they are, as it stands, five points clear of safety. They're in 19th. And they're taking on a Nottingham Forest side who are only four positions above them in 15th. And in fact, only five points above them. Uh, so Huddersfield up against Nottingham Forest. Another 12.30 kickoff on Sky, uh, not on Sky, on iFollow, I should say, uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Connor, your thoughts for this one? Yeah, it's one win in 10 for Huddersfield, isn't it? And it's a pretty dire 7-0 defeat recently. And confidence is low there. They've been on a really bad run in the second half of the season. You know, they looked pretty good in that first half. I remember when uh, we went there and lost 2-0 in December. I thought, you know, Huddersfield had quite a decent side this season. Carlos Cobran's got them playing some good football. It's not gone to plan there recently. Um, and Forrest, their position in the table being 15th, is mainly down to the fact that they were so poor at the start of the season, but on the Hugh and they have improved. They've not been consistently great, but they are four unbeaten, uh, two wins and two draws in the last four games. So I'm going to back Forest to win this one nil. You know, the, I don't think it'll be the most thrilling game, and Forest aren't exactly free scoring, but um, I think they'll sneak this one. So a one nil Forest victory for Connor. I am going to join him, but go a bit further. I'm going 2-0 Forest, as you say, one win in 10, and I really can't see Huddersfield getting anything from that one, Chappers. Uh, yeah, another game that's not particularly um, entertaining on the face of it. Forest have been playing quite well recently, actually. Picked up a, a few decent results. Um, Huddersfield are being very Huddersfield. You know, I, I look at Forest, they've not lost since the 17th of March. You know, they've picked up a couple of, a couple of wins, a couple of draws. Um, Huddersfield you can't necessarily say the same they haven't won since the 13th of March um, and you know recently got absolutely embarrassed 7-0 by Norwich so I think Forrest will probably win this one um, I don't know what's going to be in it I'm going to go 2-1 Forrest lovely stuff right that's just about it uh, for this Sheffield Wednesday review as I say the Sheffield United review is also available on your podcast provider so you can have a listen back to that one as well uh, now myself and Connor will be joined by Josh once again for another edition of the reviews next week as uh, Sheffield Wednesday have another double header uh, the Bristol City game is followed by a home visit of Blackburn Rovers uh, so that one will be interesting so we will bring you all the action from that uh, so from me and Connor and all the team here on Football Forum thanks for joining us for the Sheffield Wednesday review take care good night Shoe Radio. Bringing you the latest football news from Sheffield and beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum.